Okay, so Whispering Corridors. Why am I disappointed about this movie? First of all, this movie had, again, a lot of hype behind it. It, even in their own trailer, they said this is the movie that really started the Asian horror cinema, the boom of Asian horror cinema. Um, I have watched the trailer years ago because I knew about this movie already, like, years ago. I think it was 2009 or 2010 when I knew about this movie. Um, and I only watched it recently. So, like, if, if I found out about this 2009-2010, I literally watched it in 2020. So, that's like a 10-year gap. And there, there are a few reasons why there's a 10-year delay from me knowing about this movie into actually watching it. I think years ago, around maybe five, five to six years ago, I watched the trailer. The trailer was truly scary. The trailer was truly scary. And so that gave me some apprehensions watching it. You know, maybe it's um, kind of scary. Um, my history with horror cinema is that I was a big horror fan when I was uh, a kid, when I was actually a teenager. And then right around... Um, Right around my college days, um, in my early 20s, I sort of, I would say sort of avoided horror because it makes me negative. Um, I was into the sort of positive thinking boom at the time, you know, the secret law of attraction, things like that. And so um, horror makes me negative and so I try to avoid it. But now as an adult, I realize, you know, there's really bigger... you know, negative thinking and the misfortunes in life doesn't really come from, you know, watching horror. It comes from, many times, it's your own accountability. It's your fault. So I realize, you know, this is something that, you know, generally, movies, cinema, actually, any form of fiction, I appreciate, whether it's film, TV shows, books, you know, novels, even series on the internet, even pro wrestling, I'm just a big fiction fan, so, you know, life is too short, I'm gonna, you know, go ahead and consume this, this horror, this horror fiction, and so I get, got back into re-watching horror, so that's part of the 10 year, <laughs> 10 year hiatus, is that what you might call it, just this 10 year gap of me knowing this movie, to the point that I actually got to watch it, now the second reason I haven't really watched it, despite knowing about the movie since 2009 or 2010, is I have heard that this movie is really not that good. Despite being, you know, maybe the 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 thing that really kicked off Asian cinema. And, like, but, but despite that, I still have like sort of high expectations for it, high hopes because, like, what could a bad movie really kick off like a a boom, like, (laughs) like, like you know we have movies that are pioneers. For example, a lot of uh, cinephiles and you know movie fans, movie makers, producers, directors say one of the best movies of all times really Citizen Kane and 
if if you watch that through the perspective of the modern world, I think I watched Citizen Kane around 2012. I actually I liked it. I liked it a lot. I enjoyed it. I understand how it could be dated in a in a 20 2010s 2020 world but you know i get it it's uh, for me it's it's genuinely a good movie and i understand why that movie could be a pioneer for a lot of films but you know watching i guess my disappointment is watching whispering corridors i just didn't get why this movie was like such a big deal that it could kick off a boom of not just korean horror but asian horror but maybe one thing that i liked about this movie is it was i heard or you know not just i heard but it's actually part of the explosion of korean cinema following the liberalization of a censorship in the aftermath of the end of a countrywide uh, military dictatorship and it's actually a social commentary on the authoritarianism and um, this culture of just conformity especially in the harsh uh, South Korean education system and so if if this movie is really a response to censorship to authoritarianism then that's a good thing this is really you know, this is something significant to the Korean culture, to the Korean people and politics. And not just that, it obviously resonates to the rest of the world. Um, many countries in the world are fighting some sort of author- authoritarianism, um, even in even in uh, democratic countries. There's People felt some sort of authoritarianism depending on who their leader is and so that's a good thing that's a good thing about this movie it's directed by Park Ki-young actually I didn't um, I researched a little bit about him and I didn't see a lot of movies in his belt so for me the screenwriter well Park Ki-young is also the screenwriter of this movie of Whispering Corridors 1 and um, his co-writer named In Jung Ok is actually much more interesting for me because he also wrote Memento Mori, Wishing Stairs. Those are actually the sort of sequels of, of Whispering Corridors. Um, also other horror movies like Dead Friend, The Red Shoes. I haven't really seen those movies. And for the actors who starred in Whispering Corridors, um, I, I'm just gonna go ahead and read, read these actors. Um, not really familiar with a lot of their work. Uh, I've seen that many of them actually had. This movie happened in 1998, so this actors had other gr- movies. Uh, you know, they had great careers in in Korean uh, show business. So actors like. Choi Se-yeon, Kim Gyu-ri, Lee Mi-yeon, Park Young, Su, and Kim Yoo-so. So those are the actors. And uh, this movie actually had a sequel. Uh, so Whispering Corridors was just the first movie in the film series. It was followed by uh, part 2 titled Memento Mori. 
Part 3 is Wishing Stairs, Part 4 is titled Voice, and the last one is titled A Blood Peg Blood A Blood Pledge. However, none of these uh, sequels uh, share a continuing plot of characters with each other. So just just take a note of that if you're planning to watch the sequels. And I myself am planning to watch the sequels of Whispering Corridors. Despite despite not really being um being impressed with this movie. So anyway, let's go ahead. Let's review it. So the opening is actually the opening of the movie is actually very scary. It's a dark. It's a, it's it's the evening. It's you know very dark. We have a scene in the exterior of the school. It is of course nighttime. And then we go to the interior of the school. Uh, they literally have shots of the corridor. Uh, the empty school corridors at night always very scary. I didn't have a lot of, especially when I was younger, when I was in elementary and high school. The school that I went to closed down really at around five. So even, I think even the teachers uh, leave the school at around 5 p.m. and literally the school gates close. So I didn't have maybe zero experience of really staying in that school at night but of course in college you know my school in college yeah it closes very late at night i think there was even a time i think we stayed in in school until nighttime so that's when i experienced you know walking around <laughs> classrooms and corridors late at night you know very dark no lights on so that's when i experienced that and there's something really i think it's innately creepy that a place that is you know, that has a lot of people in it, such as schools, such as, let's say, shopping malls or even offices, if you enter in them at night or, you know, even very early in the morning, let's say, and there's no people yet, there's something scary about looking at an empty, empty halls and empty spaces. So, again, great probably the greatest thing about this movie is literally the title whispering corridors i mean it's probably i would say one of the best titles in horror ever unfortunately this movie didn't live up to expectation so we have that those scenes of the interior of the school the corridors there was this scary scene of uh the, the camera panned into one of the glass cabinets and inside the glass cabinets there's three uh, girls uniforms so like it was scary because it looks like headless humanoid figures it's like the, there's a display of the of the girls uniforms on glass which is you know really scary and then we cut to the scene of an old teacher i think he's she's in her 40s or 50s or maybe even 60s older she's doing some schoolwork um and then she was shocked and then she called someone. Later, it was revealed that the teacher she called, the, old, the, the teacher that was called by the old teacher, is revealed to be a younger teacher named uh, Yoon Young. Uh, Yoon Young looks like she's around 20, 25 years old, I would say. And this is her fellow teacher and the former student of the school. So, um... 
Okay, first of all, the school is actually an all all girls um school in Korea. And then so the old teacher called the younger teacher and she said Jinju is definitely dead but still attending the school. And then moments later, so that's what the old teacher said. Jinju Jin is definitely dead but still attending school. And then moments later, she is strangled with the noose by an unknown fig- figure. And that's the end of that scene. And then the next scene is already daytime. We meet two main characters. Um, or I would say the, these two are like the, the point of view characters for the entire film. Um, the first... Uh, so we... First person we see is a sort of timid, soft-spoken lady named uh, Yoon Jae-yi. So Yoon Jae-yi is timid and soft-spoken. She is waiting on like the sidewalk um, before she enters the school. And then along came a second person named uh, Lim Ji-o. Ji-o is actually revealed to be a painter. Uh, she is also a shaman's daughter, but I believe her being a shaman's daughter was not presented very well throughout the film. There's not a lot of scenes showing signs of her that she's like a shaman's daughter. Um, her her being an artist is more is presented well. Like there was a lot of scenes wherein she's painting and like there's scenes about her artwork. So you know. Her being a painter, good. Her being a shaman's daughter wasn't really presented very well. And then we also meet a sort of revealed later that she's a sullen, unpopular uh, kid or you know teenager named Kim Jung Sook. And then, so it, it was revealed here that Je Je told Jio, so the timid girl told the artist that oh we are like the clerks for the week and what that means is i don't know if this is something that you know i i'm not familiar with the korean education system but they they said they were clerks for the week i think it was implied that they're, they're going to be cleaners so they're going to be cleaning sort of the classrooms and 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 you know arranging chairs and stuff like that for the week um, I don't really know exactly how harsh the the education system is in Korea. I don't know if they really let their students like seriously clean and like like arrange and clean the classrooms and the halls and the corridors and stuff like that. Um, I heard in Japan it's sort of like there are schools that this is part of the culture that the children clean up the school after after classes end in my perspective in the philippines you know there's we have experienced it that oh you know the students you get you guys are going to be cleaners for the week and uh but that just means like you know arranging chairs um maybe wiping wiping windows stuff like that very light work it takes around half an hour of your time and it's also it's just fun i mean like like you hang out with the other cleaners so wait for you to like hang out and run around the school campuses empty because the students are already went home so 
my experience with being like uh, the clerk of the week or the cleaner it's more fun but it wasn't really like you know what i'm saying is it's not like hard labor like in other third world countries or in other schools so i don't know how exactly a clerk of the week works in korea but since they were clerk of the week it was like implied that they came to school earlier and then of course they were very shocked to see the old teacher whom the students nicknamed old fox she was hanging on the side of the building bloody and dead and um, this is actually one of the shocking and scarier scene, scarier scenes of the movie. Um, this is, I think, the scene in the trailer that I saw that you know this old woman is just hanging on the side of the building, all bloody, and that was really shocking. Um, the scene, the scene even played out that G also saw the saw the woman hanging, and so of course. When Jayi was about to come out, she covered her eyes. So that was a good scene. So, but despite that being shocking and scary, there's actually not a lot of shocking and scary scenes in this movie. And that's part of the reason, again, why I didn't like it that much. And then we meet, uh, the next teacher we meet is named Mr. O. So Mr. O is actually nicknamed Mad Dog by the students. He likes to give corporal punishments to his students. There was one scene wherein you know he got angry that I think he, well he he let the students which which are all female students by the way. She let them kneel on top of their on the, on top of their like student desks and put their hands up and like basically she's telling them that you know keep your place i think that's actually like the school motto or the or his class motto keep your place like it's sort of it's very authoritarian like stay in line don't 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 ask questions just just do whatever whatever harsh thing the teachers ask you to do and then um he likes to harass the top scorer of the class Park So Young and then Mad Dog actually I'm re- I'm not actually sure about this scene but Mad Dog there was a scene where she he's like he wants the students to play down on the incident on the death of old fox like don't talk about it that much like they're they're really playing it down and uh by the way this person the person plays Mr. Others. There's no, um, there's no, there, there's no redeeming quality about him. Like, he's really just an evil, an evil teacher who likes to embarrass students, who physically hurt students, like, slap them, and, um, there's even scenes wherein he like massages the neck and brushes the hair of the students and these are of course female students so just no absolutely no redeeming quality for this character this is obviously a character you are meant not to like and um this is of course a movie from 1998 i think back then 90s 80s the villains back then were very they were just presented as evil sort of 
mustache mustache twirling villains um i don't think a, a villain like this would 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 be accepted by the 2020 audience because you know villain, villains these days are more they're sneakier they're like they're quote-unquote more relatable they are villains who sort of are sneaky and they try to win the the let's say the the hearts of the students but they're actually evil deep deep inside so that's what modern villains look like um so this this person is a very very 90s villain just no likable quality about him so the body of mr of mrs park or old fox it uh, deeply impacts geo and she actually created a painting of her body which earns her a horrible punishment by mr o mr o i think punches or slaps her and she falls on the ground and again i don't know how harsh korean schools are in my school um i actually experienced a, a teacher just because i forgot to bring a freaking tuna can i think or an empty food can which was like a requirement the teacher got really angry with me and just pushed me and i fell on the ground and you know i didn't i i didn't make a big deal out of it like she pushes me okay whatever but like my classmates told me there was a big deal i should have i should have you know told told her to the authorities like to the principal and to my parents but look i i didn't i didn't you know i didn't i i didn't uh report that teacher well my school was very conservative um however there was a teacher from my school who I believe slapped a student and she got fired and the teacher that I was talking about the teacher actually who pushed me I believe there was a similar incident and she also got fired so but other than that you know the schools that I went to which is also an Asian school here in the Philippines it's it's not as intense as you know what's happening here i don't know if this is exaggerated or, or this is really how harsh the the korean education system is and so this literally the teacher punches or slaps her just because she you know drew actually a painting of of the dead teacher and then you know i i get mr oh mr oh is very over the top he has no redeeming quality she aside from hurting students and embarrassing them she massages the necks of this female students you know and brushes her hair brushes the hair of female students it's just like really pervert stuff and then seeing geo dispirited je the timid girl uh she said she's actually a former artist so she agrees to teach painting to uh geo at a storage room the storage room is actually an old classroom it's located it's located like at a distance from the main classroom from the main room area it's like a largely empty area um the these rooms are empty and messy it's also rumored to be haunted geo geo 
the the painter sees that so young the top student in the school actually goes there in the in the empty classrooms she goes there to hide her smoking habit and then um so yun young she's actually the young teacher the 25 year old teacher the one old fox called she actually suspects that Gio, the the artist, may have been the ghost of her friend Jinju, and uh, at this point we have we have very little info about Jinju. Later, there's gonna be a lot more um, a lot more flashback scenes on what really happened to Jinju and what's her real relationship with Yoon Young and uh, the reason why she is she thinks Gio may have been Jinju's ghost is she carries a bell that Jinju actually gave her although Gio tells her that uh, Jay gave her those bells so one night Mr. O is actually terrorized by Jinju and he's actually killed by stabbing. And this this scene of Mr. O getting terrorized, it actually came at around one hour into the movie. So the first horror scene, the first true horror scene of the movie was the hanging of Old Fox. And for me, it's just too long of a drag to not have a horror scene for 40 to 50 minutes in a horror movie. So the first hour of the movie felt more like a drama about the authoritarian treatment of students, um, of students in Korea. And, you know, so like they, they have this horror scene in the beginning, which is good. And then just long stretches of minutes that felt really dragging. And then, you know, 40 to 50 minutes in, which is around one hour into the movie, that's the next horror scene we see. And I just think that's too long. I think, and this is of course just my opinion, but I think in a horror movie, you should have at least maybe one horror scene every every half an hour and not have a 40 to 50 minute drag of not having any horror scene in a horror movie. Because this is like, like imagine if this is action, you have an action scene in the beginning of the movie and then it's like 40 to 50 minutes of nothing happening and then you have an action scene like around one hour and so that's obviously going to drag the audience and it's going to drag, I mean in my experience horror fans are pretty, pretty, the true horror fans, they're pretty open-minded, they are actually very much, they're much more open to sort of bad horror movies but the casual fans which is really a large part of the population the casual fans is what you really want to to watch your movie they are not going to take this like the casual fans want to see a horror scene in in like every at the very least half hour you know so that you know they can feel that fear because that's what the casual fans want they want they want those horror scenes, his scenes. They want those horror imagery. And that's maybe a lot of things that this movie did not deliver. They dragged out the first act. And that's obviously a, a very big negative into this movie.
And then the next night, Ji-oh finds uh, Jung-suk and uh, So-young bickering, ending with So-young storming out. Uh, their past the past relationship of these two students is actually interesting, but for me, it's not presented very well. There was they had a line wherein So-young said something that like, "You will never beat me, Jung-suk." I think they are the top one and top two in the class. And what I don't what I so what I like about I'm gonna discuss what I like and didn't like about this. What I like about this is you know these two have an interesting relationship. Uh, later on, it was revealed that uh, actually Jung Suk and So Young are actually used to be good friends. You know, implied they were like childhood friends. They used to be close, and then the teachers started comparing them, and then they started to like part ways with each other, and now they're like they're like rivals. There's tension. They they seem to hate each other, and so this is an interesting the dynamic. The only problem is. They are not like the POV characters. You know, obviously the first characters we meet are G.O. and J.E. And now we have these characters who are, in my opinion, more interesting. <laughs> they have a more interesting dynamic than the POV characters. But they're like introduced one more than one hour later into the movie. So like, like we see this two other... POV characters in the middle of the movie and not even in the middle because this film is only have a runtime of one hour and 40 minutes so like like two thirds into the movie we're gonna meet this POV characters who are much more interesting to the first characters we introduce and just you know it's just I think it's just messy I think it's just messy and so Jung Suk actually commits suicide in a manner similar to Mrs. Sparks to Mrs. Spark or to Old Facts, he hanged herself by a noose. I think it's in the exact same uh, area where Mr. F where Old Fox was hanged, and so So Young cries. She actually reveals to Yoon Young, to the teacher, that she used to be close with Jung Suk, but again, you know, like like what I said, the teacher started comparing them, and then they drifted apart. And uh, Jung Suk growing bitter and withdrawn. And this is one hour and 10 to 15 minutes into the movie. And again, the movie is just one hour and 47 minutes. It gets interesting as we see flashbacks, especially of Yoon Young, that she actually had a friend, you know, Jin Ju. She had. So Jin Ju and Yoon Young were very close, but then Old Fox convinced her that. Jinju is actually a bad bad influence to her and so she stayed away from Jinju and uh again that's that's interesting and also just from the flashbacks it's like the old fox character is i think much interesting much more interesting than the old than Mr. O character just Mr. O is like pure evil old fox is like she's she's sort of similar to if you you if you folks have seen Harry Potter, she's sort of similar to Dolores Umbridge in Harry Potter. Uh, she's like she's sweet and she's trying to act reasonable, but she's basically talking 
talking to the student to end her friendship with this other with her friend and so i don't know maybe i think teachers and even in the corporate world i experience actually i experience something personal that's very very similar to this it's like the boss telling me you know i think this guy i know you guys are good friends like you should i think um stay away from him he's like a bad influence to you like i literally had that talk with one of my bosses and i think anytime you would do that to someone a student or a staff if you're a boss you have to be careful because people are people are friends and you don't know what the effect to that especially to the person that basically you're telling that you're it's like basically the boss is telling you to stay away from this person who is your friend because it's a bad influence to you like there's psychological that there's a psychological um impact to that and i think people should be careful especially if you're gonna advise someone to not be friends anymore with 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 another person so anyway while painting Gio discovers a statue created by yun yang the teacher for her friend jinju she also discovered mr o's body um jinju died in the storeroom while trying to save the statue and then as it fell she actually tripped and everything came down including sculpting knives which ultimately killed her i did not like that at all i i i freaking did not like that at all because look here's the thing jinju is you know spoiler alert jinju is actually revealed here to be a murderous ghost and her motive and this is good because even ghosts need needs a motive i mean even the ghost even the supernatural in horror stories they do need a motive and that's actually more makes the story more compelling her motive is she is killing the strict teachers because she is protecting her friends and also she just wants friends and i just think this character needs more maybe needs a more poetic death maybe a scene something like the teacher scolds her and she was angry and alone and because you know her friend left her and she maybe banged some cabinets and the knife walls or maybe she tripped and banged her head and died it was directly caught i mean what i'm saying is i hoped her death was directly caused by one of the teachers there's really just something cartoonish about knives falling and killing you i mean i don't want to discredit the fact that this might be this could be the real cause of death in the real world you know knives falling and just killing people knives falling from kitchen cabinets and killing people but for a serious horror movie and whispering corridors is a very serious horror movie i think it's just it this deserves a better death from your vengeful ghost who is the most important character in the story so yun young learns from the yearbooks that since then jin jinju entered the school year after year posing as false uh, as a false student she is currently posing as Ji, and Yoon Young is confronted by an enraged Ji slash Jinju 
this is actually a good twist. Um, I didn't expect her to be the vengeful ghost. Although, I should have catched it because, like, Jay gave that bell thing to, to G.O. earlier. The bell thing doesn't really make sense. I mean, like, I, I don't know anyone in high school who carries bells along. I, I think there, we, I had some female classmates who had some, like, bell-like accessories in, the, in their bracelets, in their bags, but I don't know anyone who just walks around with a bell. But, you know, it, it turns out this bell is, like, important in the story. It's almost like, it's almost like the MacGuffin of the story. But, uh, so, you know, this is, it's something I didn't expect, at least. That's, that's a good thing. J.E., as it turns out, is the ghost. And around this time, this is already around 1 hour and 20 minutes into the movie. So we have 20 minutes left, 15 to 20 minutes left into the film. This is, this is actually when things got good. And this is when it became and it felt like a true horror movie. So before Jinju can kill, can kill Yoon Young, the teacher, she actually trapped her in one of the classrooms. Gio arrives and asks her to rest in peace. Jinju says that all she wanted was to live a normal high school life and have someone who could love her fearlessly because Yoon Young couldn't. So the mic drop moment. Oh, you know, I just want to be a normal high school ghost because you couldn't love me. And now you're a teacher. And then Jinju actually disappears after Gio and Yoon Young promised that they will correct the misgivings and that they will never forget her. They're basically saying that we're not gonna let this thing happen again. And then the end of the the end of that scene is the walls of the classroom bleed. And Yoon Young and Gio, they're very tired. They sit they sit in the room. Gio is resting her head in Yoon Young's lap. That was actually a great scene when you know the blood sort of came out of the walls, you know, that's, now it, it went from whispering corridors into bloody corridors, and then, the very last scene of the movie is Yoon Young and Gio, they are, it's already daytime, they are still inside the classroom when a student enters the classroom the next day, and the student sort of stares at them, <laughs> this is weird, why is this teacher and this young student sleeping in the lap of the one of the teachers and so she just left and then the last scene the last scene is actually a good scene as this student is walking on on the corridors she turns to, back towards the camera and it was revealed to be Jung Suk's ghost and you know that's that's how they ended it so the cycle will it's implied although it's implied that the cycle will re repeat again. However, as we knew, as we know now, the the sequels of Whispering Corridors they're not really connected to this story. It's like it's like it's almost like anthology. It's like five different movies. But you know, I I mean, one day I'm gonna go ahead and watch them and maybe give a review to guys, to you, uh, folks. So in conclusion. In terms of activism against censorship and authoritarianism, I think they did a great job. 
that's one good thing I can say about this movie. But as a film itself, as a piece of fiction, I was massively disappointed. The movie that started the boom of Asian horror, um, it had I mean it had a long wait from the first horror scene, the death of Old Fox, to the second horror scene, the haunting and death of Mad Dog or Mr. O. The first hour was just very boring and dragging. The scenes out the the good scenes outweighed the bad scenes. I mean, I'm sorry. The bad scenes or the dragging scenes outweigh the the good scenes and obviously that's not good. And also I don't think this movie can hold up to the modern audiences. And so I'm going to have to give this one a failing score and I'm going to be one of like one of the the, the mean teachers here. I'm going to give a very mean score. Of uh, 59% and it's mean because my passing grade is 60% I think they're they're really inches away from being a really good and really decent horror movie but I just couldn't give them a passing grade like the the first hour was so long and boring it's just I mean if you bore your audience in a one hour and 40 minute movie and also a horror movie about ghosts and also, there's no censor- censorship. You can have, you know, blood and all that and ghosts and this sort of internal politics about students and teachers. There's, there's just no excuse. You can't, you can't bore your audience with that. There's no excuse with that. So, Jay's ratings for Whispering Corridors, 59%. IMDB actually gave them 6.1%. Uh, so that's 6.1 out of 10. And then Rotten Tomatoes, uh, the website gave it 17%, percent So that's very bad. And the audience of Rotten Tomatoes gave it 